It has been roughly, God, a year, I believe, um, since we last, well, since we last had an episode. Um, And so a lot has happened, Um, a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff, Um, and I guess we'll start with bad. So uh, roughly, well, about a year ago, um, when we started petering out, had some work issues, and lo and behold, I got fired. Um, from a job I thought was pretty secure, um, a job that I thought I would have for a long time, and next thing I know, I'm kind of crap canned right before the holiday season hit. Um, and then about that time, you got fi- uh, you not your but <laughs> your computer died. Yeah, the the computer, the rig we were using to uh, to record the show on to do everything just died, um, and pretty much the other computers in the house we had on um, the laptops would not run successfully anything it was just it was an uphill battle pretty much 24 7 and so instead we decided to take a hiatus and um that along with depression and other things um and you know i don't expect to gain much more steam out of the people you know we we had but um we wanted to get back into this um but some other things have changed um i mean if you've listened to the show before um, or if you haven't, um, we spent a good deal of time talking about the church and where it's done us wrong and where it needs to change. Um, not just a little bit, but like blatantly. And then we asked ourselves, what can we do to assist that? Because uh, we found ourselves without a church home a little bit after we stopped recording. Yeah. Due to various reasons, but... Yeah, we had a mass fallout. Like we were in the process. Um, if you remember listening to even this is the uh, this is the weather be advised or um, uh, surviving the church se- uh, episodes we did, we talked a lot about that, and we kind of ran back into that. And the thing about that is, we just we were churchless. Um, we couldn't find anywhere that that really cared about people in the way we thought the church should be caring for people. And none of no churches that we could find, at least local, were structured in a way that would protect the people, not protect the people in charge. So we thought to ourselves, well, what's the worst that could happen if we start a church with a structure that protects the people of the church, not the people in charge? Yeah, and so we, uh, with along with a friend here, um, planted or planting uh, Forgotten Church, um, technically a non-denominational church, um, and we're very accepting of everyone, and we mean that. Um, pretty much everything we griped about, we aren't doing, and we're very big on not doing those things. Like uh, there's 
a uh, an elder board, men and women. Um, we are not male centric. We are people centric. And we are not single pastor led either. It's a group of people leading the church as we see, imi- uh, not imitated, um, laid out in the Bible. There was never one man pioneering a church. It was a group of people working together. And we feel like that's what church should be. And so we're doing an experiment. That's what we've been calling it since the beginning is trying this experiment of group-led church so that's that's been new <laughs> yeah and i mean like this week it's my turn last week our buddy grant uh preached and the week before that was julia and so we're very much it's an experiment like she said um and that kind of came out of all the stuff we talked about on reap um and with it now we're reap's not like a we're gonna you know promote the church and whatever but it, it did happen and that's a big thing that happened with us um and so you know we want to talk about it so that's taken some time from us and everything but um and if you couldn't tell in that little tidbit we have also taken a sharp turn from complementarian complementarian into egalitarian yeah and we're we're very much egalitarians now um like i get we still understand certain elements of complementarianism but like on the whole it's it's not working it doesn't work you know um as, as we would say, you know, eat the fish but spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's very f- little bit of fish on that bone. Um, yeah, as with and everything. we found just in in the last year or so, switch, making that switch has helped our relationship with each other and with um, our friends um, abundantly. <laughs> yeah, and it's all, I mean, it, it has come with its downside. Um, we have you know, had fights with it, not me and Julia per se. Um, although we did up and going cause I was reluctant to it cause it was new and it was, you know, against the grain and the, in an area I didn't expect to have to change in. And, and that's fine. We worked through that and, you know, I came to Jesus in that. Um, <laughs> so, but, but really, um, it, it has helped us. Our marriage is the healthiest it's ever been in getting healthier. And we've still had some crappy fights, but well, no, because of that, a, it's not a solve all. It's, but it's, it's a but it's a softener. It makes it to where those things, when you have those fights, it's not like one's in charge. Still, it's okay. We're doing this together. It, I don't know. It changes the name of the game a little bit. It changes the battleground. Yeah, we're to where not, it's equal. You should submit. Not not that it ever was. You should submit to me. But that's kind of the undertone when you believe in complementarian is that the, the woman should always submit in a way to what it's, the guy it's says. It's the unspoken rule kind of thing almost. Yeah, it's just a, a subtext of a fight. And so now we're just two equal humans going at it. Yeah, which which again, it, yes, you know, we're it, it's better. Um, it is way better, and it it helps. Um, but yeah, uh, what else has changed? Um, in new the, meds in the year? for me. Um, I'm still on the cycle of trying to find the right one. Yeah, you're still on the merry ground. I found two. Um, lithium and buspirone have worked wonders for me. Um, have at least given me an ability to work on stuff and actually get healthy through counseling and things like that. And we're, we're still doing counseling. And um, but but yeah. So I mean, it's been a long road. Um, so new job, a new. New job, new church, new belief <laughs> new system. Church, new belief system. Uh, <laughs> but also with that, there's been like, I mean, we're in 2020 now in a pandemic. 
um, which has been which has been bad and good for us. Um, it's definitely given my Enneagram eight side something to bitch about. Um, like to put that just bluntly, um, like you do. Yeah. But even with that though, um, due to this pandemic and like watching the handling of people and things like that, um, last handful of months ago, about a month, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, almost, um, I decided I want to run for our local city council. Um, and it's going to be weird. I'm still nervous about um, that. Because I am loud, boisterous, have purple hair. Um, you know, that's pretty much almost down to my shoulders and, uh, that's, that's rough in a, in a small you know, cowboy town. It's, it's rough for an emo kid in a cowboy town. Jeez. Um, and so, but I, I, again, like the reason we started the church is it's time to put up or shut up kind of thing. You know, we're, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're just going to do it. Um, well, we're still going to talk about it, but we're going to do it in hand yeah um and so because i'm we we i think we've reached the point now um i'm 31 this year julia you'll be 30 soon a couple months yeah Yeah. and uh, i think we finally reached the point in our our lives where we're like you know we're we're ready to make the change we're talking about um a lot of people can't make that change due to anxieties or things like that and And we've death of social circles yeah um but we're at the point where honestly um our social circle has tried to kill itself multiple times, not by our trying, but like outside sources and Oof. Uh, through trauma, which has gone on in there. And that's a whole nother episode to begin with. Are we going to do an um, episode on that? Oh yeah. Trader's going to have something, something to talk about. Um, yeah. If you can't, ta- if you can't taste that salt through the microphone, I didn't do it good enough. Um, <laughs> I'm only a little bitter and angry about that situation. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to those stories. Um, yeah, we so, have a few things we want to talk about in the coming episodes. Um, if there's also stuff y'all would like to hear from us, any specific things we've talked about in this in the last ten minutes or so, let us know. Yeah, because we're still we are still the same open books who will lay ourselves pretty much bare and talk about it. Or that is one thing that hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten more open and more prominent in our lives We've gotten more obnoxious about sharing um, our heart yeah definitely and more bold um so yeah so the coming the coming weeks and episodes are going to be a lot of we are going to talk about the pandemic and how that's affected us and how it's affected people and we are going to talk about um you know pat things that have happened in the last year to us do uh, relationally with our friend groups and losing friends um learning how to bury a friend who's not dead type of thing like, ah. like that's a big subject. I'm still sore about it, and it, it's almost a year old. Um, and so we're going to talk a lot about that stuff. Um, we're still going to complain about the church, even though we're planning one. Um, and we're say complain. We're not going to complain. We're going to critique because it still is a big thing, and that's still kind of what we're about a little bit is is critiquing it. Mostly, n- not so much because we're frustrated anymore, but because. We're now doing it, and we need that critique as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be more; it'll, it'll have a different feel to it. It'll Use be more of a therapeutic. Yeah. Um, well, and I think the church does a good enough job picking apart uh, people outside of its circle. It's about time we critiqued what's going wrong in the circle. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we started and and have been about from go. Um, 
I mean, the very early concept of this was to sit and read a Bible verse and, you know, and like go over it very Christian and then it morphed into, yeah, that's not a good thing. Not that it's a bad thing, but like, that's just not there's enough what, of that in the world. There's enough of that. Um, but yeah, um, again, a lot has changed. A lot has gotten crazy. Um, I mean, but it's been good. Um, it's fun how much you change in a year's time yeah i mean that's good it's better than being stale yeah um but one thing we do have coming up and that we are super excited and really kind of pouring into at the moment is a project with a couple other creators um some of them been on the show before uh raya dickerson of uh depth of echoes podcast tabby who was on uh the um toxic masculinity part two episode um, and Jonathan Guyman, um, who was on the first Toxic Masculinity episode, um, who does the Joe Hell Show um, and Riffin um, podcast, uh, we're going to have their part of it. Um, and we are doing a day of grief um, coming in June. Um, the day is June 27th through the 28th. Through the 28th. And, um, we're, I mean, it first started, we're going to do this 24 hour live stream. We're going to do this thing. Um, but as it is right now, we're doing a pretty much a workshop, um, a conference, an online conference, pretty like much a, like a day line. The idea behind it is simply that, um, uh, of course this pandemic has affected everyone's lives, not just the people who have actually lost friends and family, um, Due to the virus, due to social distancing, due to shelter um, in place, all, all sorts of things. And we haven't had a space to grieve that there's everything so chaotic and everything is so every, life just keeps going forward. Things keep, just keep getting worse that there's not a space that we can just pause and honor those who have died and honor the families who are grieving. And so the idea behind it was just to set aside a day for us to grieve communally together while we're apart. So we're going to have people to talk about what that looks like, how to do that, because a lot of us weren't taught growing up or even now how to grieve. What, what does that even look like? How do you grieve health, healthily? How do you not just deteriorate into nothing for a week and you know, you know, just, or go into denial. So, you know, having people talk about how to grieve, giving spaces to grieve, while someone leads you so like leaded meditation or art therapy things that are very simple but accessible for anyone to do during throughout the day right well even like like we're gonna have on how to like grieve through video gaming like we're gonna have multiple faceted things because grief we assume is like tears and crying and like being sad and all that it's not grieving is is a multitude of emotions and reactions um you know from drinking to you know just not talking and shutting off like there's multiple reactions but what we're trying to do is get a set of coping mechanisms that are healthy um not the best in the world and we're not experts on that but just to show that there are healthy genuine and okay ways to grieve um while getting some experts to show us proper like 
mech- coping skills. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that- and also just giving those who are grieving a space to know that they aren't grieving alone. Yeah, because right now we we're kind of alone. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that we we see all the time on the news here of late is people being sheltered in place, you know, um, which can lead to um, issues in a marriage or relationally with friends if you're with roommates and things like that. So one of the things is is we just wanted to give that space and wanted to honor the the people we have lost thus far because really um we've lost more people than 911 oh by a lot and so one of the things is one of the things is is that we we haven't really done anything about it we just kind of sat there and we're like oh yeah this happened woo sucks for them Instead of sitting there and really going, hey, 85,000 people, 88,000 people, roughly. I thought we were up to 93. Um, or, or in the 90,000 mark, almost 100,000 people have lost their life to this virus. And yes, we knew people were going to die. Yes, we knew we were going to lose some people, namely the elderly and, and really sick. We knew that. that anytime there's a pandemic, those are the top two yeah. spots. And we, and we knew that. And we... As a people group, I believe God gave us the ability to kind of like validate that, you know, um, and go, it's, it's not okay that they're passing, but like, it's an understandable, they're really old, you know, like they're compromised. It's not okay, but like, it's, it's an easier thing to go look grandpa who's 95, well, you yes, know, it's, it's still, easier. They it's had a good still, life. It's still a loss, and it oh, still it is. hurts, and it still wasn't well, and that's, their time. Well, you know. but well, I think it oh, is. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you want to get super technical, Unfortunately, it, it's their yeah, time um, whenever you go, but <laughs> this could have been prevented right. a lot better. And well, we could have, they could have, we, we, we definitely as a country, especially here in the States and a lot of other places in the world, could have managed this better, for sure. Yeah, so. And we'll probably have an episode or two talking about how our local government manages that and, and kind of, you know, how we walked through that. Um, but with that, not again, not saying that it's okay to lose people, but it happens. Um, so we're wanting to have a day to where we honor those people, to where we, we show them that, hey, we do miss them. Um, and then that their mark, even though we didn't know them, still can be left on the world. That they still deserve to be known. Um, and, and so that's what we're looking forward to here in June. Um, but yeah. Um, and again, we just wanted to create this today to show you, hey, Reapcast is back. We're still here. We're still here. Um, <laughs> and we're planning out things to talk about and discuss and move forward and guests to have on and all that stuff. Um, and there will be an episode up next week. And we'll we'll get firing on this again. And it will be a wonderful wonderful thing um now with that um we will be in every two week show um so next week will be our first real episode back Mm -hmm. and then from there um it'll be two weeks after um now that's not to say we won't have some months where we're gonna have an every week type of thing um but we want to give safe boundaries so we don't get overworked and we don't put out a show just to put out a yeah show. yeah and so that's that's one thing we're going to be doing so that will be a, a little bit of a change but 
Um, we are excited. We are back and ready to uh, get the ball rolling again. Um, we miss doing this. Um, it was something I've been missing. Um, so, yeah. All right. I, mean, I missed it, too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I'm not going to speak for you, Miss Egalitarian. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All right, we missed y'all. Yes, we have. Um, so, yeah. Ready to get back at it. So, if y'all have anything y'all want us to talk about, um, I, again, I know it's been a year. Um, the email address is reapcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, even. Um, all those at, at reapcast or at the reapcast. Um, again, if you find us on wherever you get your. Uh, podcast on whatever listening app you use be sure to subscribe so when we post something you'll automatically get an update that there's a new show out um, and you can find us over at uh, Reap, the reapcast at simplecast.com as well which is our main host um but yeah we missed you guys and uh we're happy to be back so uh y'all stay safe y'all have a good one and we'll see y'all next week bye bye